You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always are my good friends. Jay from the hills of Texas. And Aiken Mike in Texas. And welcome to the show, guys. We are excited because uh, guess what happens in just a couple of days? Uh, we're going to be at your house. Uh, That's right. You'll be at my place. Right. Actually, tomorrow, actually. <laughs> so uh, the Arizona Electric Festival happens in a couple of days, and you guys will be here tomorrow, so that's good news. Uh, but for this particular episode, we are excited uh, to have uh, Eric with 3D Aero Ventures uh, joining us. And uh, he's with us uh, via El Paso, Texas. And Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Not a problem. Now, Jay, you uh, you ran into Eric Howe. Um, you know, I was doing my, my normal routine. I was looking for a cure for cancer, and I was doing some research on YouTube. I was watching a cat throwing contest, and the next thing that came up was, believe it or not, um, was one of Eric's videos that he had on. And he is into uh, 3D printing. And the thing that really caught me uh, when I watched the video were basically two things. A was the lines of the plane that he had designed. And the second thing was his maiden of the plane. I was enthralled with the whole process that he went through. And it just really caught my eye. And I, I said to myself, I got to have this guy on the show. So well, you know, there you go. And now here he is. I had to stalk, I had to stalk him online, but I found him. Yeah, there you go. Now that's yeah, that's good. Awesome. We have we don't have a problem stalking people. We do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of funny. Well, uh, Eric, you have some pretty unique uh, airplanes. I have uh, watched some of your videos as well. Jay uh, kind of sent us a yeah, link awesome. earlier. Uh, tell me about that wing, circular wing looking thing. Yeah, I call it an infinity wing. Okay, and I, I think it. You know, I'm not the first person to kind of come up with that design. And I kind of have done some research after the fact, um, but some call it a box wing or a blended wing design. It's, it almost, you know, like a, a Beechcraft stagger wing kind of has like, you know, it's a biplane with the, the top wing is behind the front wing. And so it's kind of like that, but, you know, I started out just wanting to design a, a flying wing, something simple, and ended up kind of making it a little more complex by doing this blended wing design. Yeah, that that is not quite as simple yeah, as you think. Exactly. Yeah. Th but this, um, this wing looks way more complex than just printing it out, you know, just making something. Because it, it actually, Infinity Wing is a good wing. It goes all the way around, right? It's mm -hmm. a constant. Yeah. There's no exactly. break in it. Uh, I was and, just sad that I wasn't going to be able to print it on my Mini Delta. Well, that's because your printer's too small. Yeah, it's way too small. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a wing design that's always kind of appealed to me. It, it just, from an aerodynamic standpoint, always seemed like it would be super stable, and I've never seen one fly. But I just, you know, after flying it now, it it flies like a much larger scale airplane. So it ended up being a really cool design. Now, are you a uh, aeronautical engineer or something that kind of brought you to this point? So I've been into flight aviation since I was a little kid. Um, I started in RC modeling at the age of twelve. I asked my dad. 
for my 12th birthday if I get my first RC airplane. And uh, he was always super supportive of our hobbies as kids, me and my brothers. And so he dove just headfirst into this hobby with me. Um, and then once I got to college, I did dabble in aerospace engineering. I ended up getting a manufacturing engineering degree. Um, so my day job is, yes, as an engineer. And so that's kind of where the CAD skills and 3D printing stuff has come from. But just this last you know, year or two, I've been diving back into my passion for aviation and, and getting into designing my own planes and stuff. So, so yeah, one of the things that I heard on the video, or I thought I heard on the video, is that you have your own son that you also yep. did some of this with. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, like, I wanted to hear, and maybe you don't want to share, it's okay if you don't, but uh, I wanted to hear more about that, like, that, that part yeah, of the relationship yeah, so, between how you were getting him involved. That was kind of yeah, neat yeah. on yeah. the video as well. Yeah. And if you guys have kids, like, you don't want to push your kids into something with, with the fear of kind of burning them out or, right. you know. And so I just want to try to introduce him into the stuff that I'm into. And if he takes it, if he takes it. But um, that it was a big part of my childhood. It was, you know, as a part of the relationship with my dad was RC Models was huge for us. And we would go literally every Saturday morning from 7 to noon, we'd go to the field and fly. Um, and he'd build them and I'd fly them. And so I at least wanted to kind of do something really simple that would keep my kids' attention. He was only six at the time when I did that video. Um, and something I could, you know, something really simple we could design together, just buying kind of a foam glider and designing a little pod on the computer, like a little power pod that we could attach to the top of the foam glider, a little electric motor on it, and turn it into an RC model. So um, he had a super, he had more of a blast actually making the video and being on camera than doing the flying part. <laughs> As to but, the uh, kids, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was kind of a natural on video, and um, he he's a kind of a natural builder as well. He loved Legos and stuff like that. So I'll keep introducing him to stuff, and if it takes, it takes, and and if not, then um, you know he'll he'll find his own interests. But it, uh, like I said, it was a big part of my childhood, so. As long as he knows I'm there to support his hobbies like my dad was with me, then that's all I really care about. Well, that's spectacular. Yeah, all of us have, yeah. have adult children, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're kind yeah. of empty nesters. Uh, I think that particular <laughs> video uh, inspired Jay, though, because uh, a couple of days ago, these Chuck gliders showed up at my house, and I'm sure that's uh -huh. that's from that video because he's probably going to want to modify them and make them some sort of a powered uh, glider. What? Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> just because i know him it's fun man <laughs> i mean those glider you go to hobby lobby or whatever walmart and you buy one of those for five or ten bucks and right you i don't know i've done a lot with those you can make a clipped wing version and the aerobat out of it or or just keep it as a glider and just slap a motor on it sure so, so since it's a chuck glider does that mean uh does that mean a woodchuck could fly it <laughs> <That's a laughs> yeah. Woodchuck. yeah stop chucking some wood <laughs> Now, how uh, how do you come up with the idea? Like on this particular glider video that I watched, you made this little pod that stood up above it. And then how did yeah. I mean? How did that come into your psyche? I mean, when you look at it and go, "Oh, I want to build a pod," as opposed to just yeah. chopping off the nose and putting something on the nose. The reason I did a pod just because of the where the center of gravity lies on those gliders mm -hmm. is kind of you know way back in where the wing is pretty far back on those, and so I didn't want to have to slap a motor on the front and then have to compensate with weight in the back, adding more weight to it. So I figured let's keep it around the CG and keep at the added weight as low as possible. 
um, that's basically where the design come from, came from. So, you know, you have to slap a pot on to get the propeller to clear the, the top of the fuselage. So I put the pot right on the CG and then I didn't have to really add any weight in order to balance it. Now, did you have to put any, uh, any reflex or anything in the pot itself to make the thrust angle any different or you just put a straight yeah. pot? Yeah, I put a, a little bit of thrust angle in there um, just to make sure it didn't. Actually, you have to put a little bit of up thrust so that because you're you're pulling that motor so far above the kind of the center line of the fuselage, if you give it full throttle, it's just going to dive. Right. So you give a little bit of up thrust to compensate for it. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it was that was amazing. I, I I was pretty impressed, and I love the video where uh, you know you were out flying it. So that was kind of neat. Now the video yeah. shows you flying it, and somebody else. I guess it's a DJI or Mavic or something that's actually yeah. watching you, and then kind of doing it. How, how do you go about? Yeah, so I I do the video all on my own. Okay. Um. So it's yeah, it's just a it's a DJI Mavic Pro. Um. It's all autonomous, which is awesome. So you can just have it basically circle around me and then I make sure it's far enough away to where it's going to capture flybys and stuff like that. So that's something with future videos I'm getting more into. Like probably my latest one, I had some onboard camera footage and then I'll eventually get someone out there to help me, you know, capture some better angles and different angles to get better in-flight footage. Well, uh, yeah, that's something I'm I'm always going to be experimenting with. Yeah. Are you part of a RC club or anything out in El Paso or? So there's a, a newer one, um, or they have a newer field. It's in Las Cruces, which is about 30 minutes outside of El Paso in New oh, Mexico. Oh, we know Cruces all about right. Las Cruces, yeah, don't we? Sure do. <laughs> yeah. I think the police oh, wow. the police looked for us for uh, probably about three or four days while we were in Las Cruces because we would show up in the truck and uh, fly, fly, fly. And then one would hear the people start <laughs> coming over to mess with us. We'd jump back in the truck, go to some other place. So, yeah, I might need to hear that story off the air or something. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun but, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a really nice field here. In the latest video, you can see the mountains in the background and stuff. Yeah. But the Sea Valley uh, radio controllers. and um, It's actually the city built the field for them. So it's it's on city property. Oh, but nice. It's open. Like, yeah, anybody can go out there and fly. You don't necessarily have to be a member. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really nice field. It has two runways, and, and yeah, it's a pretty nice facility. Yeah, it looked really nice. It's nice that you can go out yeah. there and kind of fly. And and we love Las Cruces. It it is a lot of open space out there, so yep. real beautiful yeah. out there. Yeah, the weather's great in this part yeah. of the country too. So. Exactly. Did you give the the plane a name, the Infinity Wing plane, a name? Like, did you call it something? Not yet. I'm thinking something like a X100 Infinity. I'll probably keep the Infinity in there somewhere. That's a good idea. So we'll call it the Infinity Wing. I have some other ideas for using that same wing design on like some military concept planes and stuff so that I'll probably come Ooh. out with in the future. So, so uh, I I noticed you used a twenty two hundred in that plane. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I can fly that plane. I mean, that's that's perfect for me. My Mike doesn't fly anything with more than a twenty two hundred in it. So okay, that's his stock battery. <laughs> so yeah, I did, you just used the twenty two hundred. So he's like, Ooh, yeah, you know, I, I have a couple of smaller batteries, but I didn't want to have a whole inventory of different batteries. So I I find twenty two hundred planes and fly those. It's awesome. Okay, yeah. So you might not like the future stuff I have coming out. They're a little <laughs> bigger, but yeah, that one's a it's a little Power fifteen E flight Power fifteen with a a three S in it and. uh Pulled it along really nice. That thing, yeah, I was gonna say that thing looked like it was cooking, like Pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. 
did you have to react fast or was it just docile enough even though it was flying that fast? It's very, yeah, it's really docile. I mean, it's super smooth. And the weather was really good when I flew it that day. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, I was honestly, because it's, it's a whole new concept. So as you saw in the first one, there was a bit of a mishap. And then um, after some redesign, and I was a little surprised how well it flew. Um, but you know, my my gut told me that wing design would do really well. But yeah, just to have it come to fruition is pretty rewarding. So as a person who's uh, doing 3D printing himself, I uh, unfortunately our, our listeners yeah. can't see in the back of, of you, there's a small um 3d farm i would say uh, yeah yeah what do you have four, like four pruces back there beautiful so yeah so i'm 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 going to say that uh for you for printing anything um gets done a little bit quicker than say like me with my one little machine chugging chugging out parts this particular model how how long do you think it would take me so i think uh that particular model, a total, like if you were to print each part individually, is like a hundred hours. But you can group parts, so right. You say if you're running your printer twenty four hours a day, you could knock it out in four or five days. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. So it's not terrible. Sounds uh, like a but, challenge. You know, it's nice. I've got. I have. Those are just a handful of the printers that are in my house. So the one that are behind me. But uh, <laughs> you mean there's more? Yeah, oh I, man! That, that one I was able to, to knock out in. Yeah. That plane I was able to knock out in a, a day or two, and I got a this lot of practice because I had to rebuild it a couple times. So. Yeah, yeah. This is your office, and so in the man cave, there's yeah. a few more in there as well. And then there's probably one yeah, on the kitchen table, garage. right? And there's one in your son's yeah. room, I imagine. <laughs> so. Yeah. You guys, yeah. There's another. There's your resin printers. Oh, nice. yeah, there's a bunch oh my! <laughs> yeah, wow. pretty cool. Well, we know who to call for 3D stuff now. Yeah, right. exactly. I, I already got them on speed dial. Are you yeah. kidding? Exactly. Yeah. So, so I have a question. What is the make of the 3D printers that you made it with? Yeah, the so the type of technology is called FDM, and it's basically your kind of general hobbyist printer that prints out of a plastic filament. Um, but the brand is a Prusa MK3, and um, it's it's become one of the most popular. Um, for it's a little, I guess, a little high end on the kind of hobby spectrum. Mm-hmm. They're about a thousand bucks a piece, but you know they're they're plug and play. So you pull it out right. of the box, and, that's, and, good and to that go. is the key. Because, like you said, for the seven or thousand dollars that you're paying into it, at least, like you said, if you have any problems with it, yeah. you know, you can call those guys up. They'll help you out. When you, when you get the machine, it's already you know um, been calibrated. It's been run. You know, there's very little that you have to do yeah. with it, as opposed to my machine, which uh, you know I shake it out of a box screw it together and then it's in some weird chinglish you know happy let your happy thoughts soar as you make prints with plastic <laughs> 3d <laughs> you know yeah and uh you know they don't even tell you how to turn it on so to the youtubes yeah and, you know okay. watch a couple of videos and i was able to get my jay spent with. many years overseas so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they all market it the same way as like hey just plug it in and you can print your own parts and yeah, not really. No, give you a lot of insight into the learning curve. Um, but yeah, that's marketing, I guess. But but yeah, these have been. I don't know. They they print really pretty high quality parts, and um, you, you end up putting a, a little more money into it than you initially think. You know, just buying the printer, I've got some more money in like materials, and then um, I have them because I do a lot of long prints, so I have them all on battery backup. So. 
power goes out, they just don't wow. keep running. So yeah, yeah. It, looks, it looks like so a little three D yeah. store in the background there. So yeah, <laughs> all I see behind you is a turbine. That's what I see. Exactly. Yeah. Turbine exactly. airplane. <laughs> <laughs> it's doable. Yeah. We can, we can do an A three eighty or something. There you go. Actually, it'd be kind of interesting, Jay, because uh, what's that? Um, we watched that 787 video where the guy cut all those formers and made that whole oh, 787. Yeah. Ten times. The fiberglass? Uh, the Israeli guy? No, he did. He It was made out of wood, I think. Balsa wood. Okay. But anyway, he cut all these formers. It was really big. And uh, matter of fact, he had to haul it around in a cool. trailer. But uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, what it would look like in a 3D print. I'm sure it would probably be heavy, yeah. though, right? All that plastic weighs a lot. Yeah, that's. That's the tough part with 3D printing is trying to balance the, the you know, strength and weight. So what so, what type of filament um, do you like to use for, for, for this? Um, that's a heavy question because there's tons <laughs> of different filaments out there. Sure. And they all have different strengths and weaknesses. So the easiest to use, like you probably know, is PLA. Right. Um, polylactic acid, which is uh, it's actually derived from cornstarch. It's a really, it's a super earth friendly material. It's super easy to print because it doesn't warp very much as it prints. So imagine, you know, you're putting these really thin layers down. The first couple layers, if they don't stick to the bed really well, they can warp and you'll get a, a you know, not a flat surface on that bottom surface. So using a printer friendly material like PLA is great for parts where you need to have really tight seams like airplanes. So that's tends to be the material of choice for 3D printable aircraft just because you're going to get what you what you put into the printer you're going to get it. Like it's it's going to be nice and flat and when you come to glue joints and stuff you're not going to have to do anything weird in order to fill the joints. But it's also a kind of a heavy plastic, so every plastic has a different density. Right. And so PLA is on the heavier side. So there's been a lot of research actually on the material side, not necessarily for RC aircraft, but there, there's other you know applications where they're wanting to have light and strong parts. So they're starting to come out with these other materials. And there's an interesting one out there that's that's a PLA based, but it, it kind of has a foaming technology in it. So it prints at like 30 or 40 percent the density of your typical plastic. So it comes out 30 or 40 percent the weight of your typical wow. part. So Cutting, that's intriguing, cutting 70 or 60% of weight off a plane just by switching material is intriguing. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, actually. The other thing, with, I mean, PLA is really friendly to print, but it's it's not super temperature resistant and stuff like that. So there's a lot of a, a lot of materials that people are playing with. ABS is one, um, but it warps, like it has higher temperature resistant, but it warps quite a bit versus PLA. Um, so there's always, there's kind of a give and take no matter what material you choose. Well, plus if the PLA is made out of yeah. cornstarch, if I got lost in the desert, I could eat it, right? Yeah, you just leave it there and it'll degrade. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking if I got lost in the desert, I could have a, you know, PLA oh, yeah, sandwich, it. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just made out of cornstarch. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm kind of bound up. I eat this plastic. Well, that is, but but it is something really to think about in the sense of since we, you know, all of us live here in Texas and in Arizona, that's that's a big deal. I mean, how temper, temperature yeah. resistant is the plastic, you know, not just for airplanes, but just for yeah. any 3D print. Yeah. And then you take it outside or you put it in your car and walk away for five minutes. You know, once again, we came down, uh, AK Mike exactly. and myself came down from Alaska. 
we used to throw our planes in our car and drive around with them all to have them in there all the time. So whenever we had five minutes somewhere, we'd jump out, fly them and do whatever. And I found that yeah. here in Texas, yeah, not so much. <laughs> you don't leave things in your car because yeah. yeah, they, they get melted. Jay uh, wanted me to make a, a, an airplane one time out of hot glue, and it lasted about 30 seconds in the, in the summer yeah. here in Phoenix. <laughs> It That's took right. off. It flew about 100 yards. I turned it around, and the things just started falling apart. <laughs> I don't yeah. even think it made it all the way back to me. It was just melted like a big gooey mess. <laughs> so I learned well. Yeah, I definitely, definitely something to think about, like your material choices. So what about glue? What what's what Do you have a, a certain type of glue that you like to use for these prints or, or a glue that works in a, in a certain position for strength? in in the parts or you know that's something that i was kind of wondering about yeah it's just standard uh ca super glue just like you would with a wood model it sticks actually the, the glue joints end up being stronger than kind of the inner layer bond between the layers of the print oh okay so, um, is that because of yeah, PLA, the plastic? yeah a little bit peel it's yeah it's, I mean, it's got a a little bit of a um what do you call it well, the CA when it yeah. kick, it could kicks off, it's got heat to it, so I just didn't know if it melted yeah. it too. So it's kind of it, fuses it, it, the it two probably together. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because it's a kind of an exothermic right yeah, heat reaction, so it's it's melting the plastic a little bit. Sure. But um, yeah, PLA glues really well with with super glue. So does ABS. We had a guy. Um, we had a guy at the club just uh, last year, I think, and uh, he showed up and he had a complete three D printed P fifty one Mustang. Oh, nice. Everything. But he printed it in like a clear. So <laughs> it was pretty uh -huh. funny. Uh, so the whole thing was clear. You could see through it. Uh, but the yeah. no, the nose cone and the tail feathers were silver. So it was oh, like he cool. tried to start it or he, or he finally got the silver and had already completed it. But uh, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, it never got off the ground. He, um, oh, no. Yeah, he ran down the runway and uh, kind of went off the runway because the rudder wasn't as quite effective. I, I don't think he had okay. the throws quite right. And so as it started kind of veering off, it went off the runway, which wouldn't have been a problem, but in Arizona, it's kind of a sandpaperish. And so uh, yeah. he'd lifted off, caught a wing and it cartwheeled. So there wasn't really much we could do because it came apart in a million pieces, but yeah. it was very intriguing because he, uh, he printed all these little sections of the wing and the wings had ribs and, you know, it was an airfoiled mm -hmm. airplane. So, but I, I wish I would have been able to see it fly. Okay, so that yeah, leads I me mean, to a question about your plane, uh, the Infinity yeah. plane. When you landed it the first time, I mean, I assumed it, it kept together, yeah? Or did it come apart? Yeah. Or it no, yeah. Stay together? Cause, I mean, because if you hit that, you know, at the right spot or, or just a little bit too hard, it, it's not it's not very forgiving that way, right? Yeah, I mean, your typical crash, it's going to shatter into pieces. So, I mean, the benefit of 3D printing a plane is you can just replace your own parts really cheap and the materials are cheap. But the downside is, yeah, it's not nearly as impact resistant as like a balsa plane. Um, so it handles standard flight characteristics just fine. It landings are fine. Even like with that infinity wing, I'm belly landing it and it, you know, it's not cracking on me or anything. But once you get kind of a, out of a normal landing and a little bit of a bonk to it for lack of a better word then uh it'll crack on you sure um and that that brings back you know comes back to like your material choices pla is a little bit of a brittle material um so that's something i plan on 
doing just a whole video series on experimenting with different materials with the same plane to see you can uh -huh. see like here's the temperature difference between these you know imagine four different materials with the identical plane but right. here's you know what you can expect from a temperature resistance impact resistance printer friendliness stuff and weight those yeah, because I, I think things. one of the new ones out uh, is uh, PTG. You know, is the the new one everybody's kind of talking about. But it, even though it has yeah. benefits, like just like you just said, it also has some down some downgrades too. The the best part yeah. about it is since you have exactly. to print at a higher temperature, that gives you really good bonding between the layers. As you know, yeah. you, you don't have to worry yeah. about that. But on the flip side, it can be a little finicky, or depending on your printer. You know, you may not be able to get up to the uh, temperature high enough or your bed temperatures, you know, yeah. so uh, that, that could be a factor as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to I'd yeah. like to see that myself. So we had we had a guy at a Richardson Radio Club um, that printed one, too. And I don't you guys remember what the plane type was. I, I, it was a low wing. Uh, remember, Spitfire. I sent you pictures of it. It's kind of a green one. It was a anyway, uh, what's that? It was a Spitfire. A Spitfire. And, uh, the, you know, the guy was talking about it and he said for him, you know, he was having trouble with his printer because like, he'd have bad prints and stuff. So there was a bunch of times where he had to reprint sections or whatever. And it was always happening like at the end of the print. Always. So it would be go <laughs> almost all the way. And then all of a sudden, you know, just kind of yeah. crap out. 18 is, hours sure and one yeah, second. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yep. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but one of the things he was challenged with because of this, the way this plane flew and, and uh, it, it, when it landed, uh, you know, it was easy to land it hard and that would make something fold typically just because like you said, the, the brittleness of the plastic, it was unfortunate because it was a beautiful looking plane and, and it flew really nice, but get it, getting it back on the ground was the challenge. Yeah. I mean, from my experience, as long as you're kind of sticking with, within kind of normal, you know, flight and you have decent landings even i mean i've had some rough landings even like with that air cam design that i did and it held up fine but yeah once you kind of get a little bit more aggressive with it or have a a wing if it flips over you know have a nose over on a landing or something you're probably going to break something. yeah so how do you go about uh picking airplanes to print because i'm sure that every airplane is not the easiest you know i guess yeah you know, when you're looking at it and you kind of go, oh, oh, I'll make this one. That It should be fairly simple, and then it's not that simple. Mm -hmm. And then something complex is even probably yeah. even more off the chart. So how do you how do you go about picking something? Um, for me, I think the top priority for me is I want it to be an interesting design. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't really mind complexity. Like, as an engineer, I kind of embrace problem solving. And so um, if it's... I, don't know, I have a lot of experience in product development to know that even things that look simple have some complexity. So no matter what, I've, I've got some complex solutions to solve, you know, to work through even for a simple aircraft. So um, first and foremost, I want it to be a really interesting and cool design, something unique that, you know, there's in the RC modeling world, there's all these kind of standard airplanes that everybody's making, it seems like. Cub, P-51. So I want to come out. Yeah, I mean, there's always a P-51, there's always a Spitfire, which is awesome. I mean, there's a reason for it because they fly great and they're, they're iconic designs. But I also want to kind of, there's a, so many aircraft out there that um, 
I think will make great RC aircraft. So I have, I, I could show you my list of 50 aircraft that I kind of have yeah. <laughs> coming in the docket that, right, that right. I'm really interested in. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, first and foremost, it's, it's, yeah, I just want it to be something interesting. And I think um, as I kind of gain a little bit of a following and have people that are purchasing my designs and stuff, I'll, I'll be able to tap into them as well. Like, Hey, here's a, here's five airplanes. I'm thinking about what do you guys want to see? Sure. Um, so I'll learn a lot more there too, as, as far as what are, what people are interested in. So your the name of your company is 3d arrow ventures. How, uh, how did, yeah. that, come, how did that come about? And uh, tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah. So, um, my day job is as a product development engineer, I own my own company where I do product development for inventors, small businesses and startups. So basically anything in the you know, plastics industry. So I do a lot of CAD development on the computer and then I prototype them um, through 3D printing typically and then hand them off to like a full-blown plastic injection manufacturer or something like that right. to take it, their product to market. Um, and so the CAD software that I use is called SolidWorks um, and they're, it's probably one of the most widely used 3D design softwares out there. Um, and so I've done some tutorial content for them in the past. They're, they're a big company. And so this, this past year, they approached me about doing a YouTube channel and they would, instead of them buying content from me and publishing it under their own brand, they wanted me to create my own content around something I'm passionate about. Um, and so I gave them a proposal about, you know, doing a, a, a series on developing 3d air, 3d printed aircraft through using their software and, um, it's kind of taken off from there. So, um, I started it as a YouTube channel and as uh, you know, it's garnered a lot of interest. I've, you know, decided to kind of start to transition that into its own kind right. of business where I could sell the digital files and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, if you, if you guys want to check out 3d aeroventures.com right now, I've just got a landing page up, but in February when this, podcast comes out you know within that within that month i'll have the infinity wing up for sale with an instruction manual and full 3d printing files g codes and stuff like that for people to just run with it very cool um yeah and then planning on once a month once every six weeks having a new design coming out every so yeah if you go to the webpage 3dareventures.com right now you can just sign up for the email list and then i'll send an email blast out once new designs are ready and i'll keep publishing videos about the design and builds of new aircraft and stuff like that. So how, how long does it take you to design the, the airplane? Cause I mean, if you're talking about every two weeks, you're working at this thing, plus your, you know, real job. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. I got my hands in a lot of different things, but this, I have a lot of energy behind this just because I, you know, I really enjoy. Sure. It's sort of a dream, a dream for me just because I've, I've strived in work to, um, look for something in my work that I enjoy the process versus just enjoying the result. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is something where I enjoy the whole process of designing an aircraft and it, it's seeing it go from something in my head to on the screen, it's forming itself on the screen. And then once I physically have it just printed out, you know, within a few weeks is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so time-wise, to design it on the computer, um, I mean, every design can be a little bit different, but say that Infinity Wing took about 100 hours of design time. 
and it looks like a simple design from the outside, but once you start factoring in, it's like there's a really unique ribbing structure in there to make it 3D printable and strong. Right. And then all the servo bays and yeah, ailerons and everything like that. Um, print time is you know 80 to 100 hours as well. Right. Well, most people, and, I think a lot of people yeah. just think when they get these designs or, or they see something, they just think, like you said, when you design it, ah, you just make, you just draw the, the outline of the yeah. plane and that's all you have to do. And it's nothing like that because right. not only, because that plane is a yeah. very complex shape and I mean, it's just, it's kick it, it kicks butt. I mean, it, it's beautiful, but people don't yeah. go, it, it doesn't come to mind for most folks that, okay, well you have to now figure out how to take it apart and how to, and how to put it together. So that's strong and interlink linking. And that if something breaks, you can take it apart and print out another part and put it in its place and it has to be strong. Um, just all those little factors in there and keep it light, you know, um, you, you're not making out of a solid piece of plastic. You're trying to go as thin as you can for as less weight as yeah. you can, you know, uh, and fitting all those things together. It's just, uh, it's a remarkable work. I tell you it, it, uh, now that I, I, I just dabbled, I just actually. dabbled into it. I just kind of go, Whoa, when I saw that wing, I just went, Whoa, that, <laughs> that took a little bit of work to figure that out, you know? So I'm a little bit in awe. Getting the, you know, the exterior shell, of a design is the fast part. Just kind of getting the lines designed out is really quick. Right. And then it's once you dive into the inside of it and trying to get all the, the little minutia details done, that's where the design time kind of drags out. Well, and, and then, you know, there's a lot to say about, um, you know, certain points in the aircraft in design because you can design a wing, you can design the fuselage, you put them together and go fly for the first time. The airplane comes apart because the stress mm -hmm points in certain areas uh, are not, you know, strong enough or, you know, there's a reason we have a wing spar and in some airplanes it's right. 20 feet long because you need all of that uh, in order to, you know, for your wing loading. So there, there is a lot of aerodynamics that go into the design portion. So, you know, kudos to you for being able to figure all that out for something that's in miniature. Um, yeah. Now that design for the infinity wing, I know um, I, I had an uncle who uh, works for NASA and, and, um, it's funny because uh, when we were kids, he would cut out a, a Coke can and and then he would make it in a shape and we'd all started laughing at it. But then he would tell us to make paper airplanes and we would all go out there in the yard and throw it. And he would throw this thing and it would go like 200 yards, you know, just. Oh, no. And and so. Like I, a football? Uh, it, it's similar to a football. It looks more like a yeah. Burger King crown. Uh, but it's okay. an, you know, it's basically a circle. So it's an, it's infinity. a ring plane. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so, uh, we, gotcha. we, we made it, he finally showed us how to do it with paper. So almost every time I'm somewhere and someone goes, Hey, we're going to have a paper airplane contest. I always make this ring plane. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm standing there with this little circle of a, you know, it looks like a hat and, wow. and, uh, and everybody's like, what is that? And I'm like, Oh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a wing. <laughs> and they're like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's a circle, but yet mine flies, you know, in a straight line and it flies as far. Now the, the trick is yeah. you can't really huck it really hard because that it just destroys it. It has to be gliding. Um, but I yeah, gotcha. but it's very similar to, you know, your infinity wing. It just is a circle instead of a oval, like what you have, but it's a very so, yeah. unique design. I was very impressed with it and to put all that work into it was just amazing. So, That's uh, cool. if Thanks. you have, if you haven't seen it, um, Jump on Eric's website and uh, and check it out. A YouTube, uh, do you have what's your YouTube channel? Yeah, so it's youtube.com slash 3D Aeroventures. Or if you go to 3D Aeroventures.com, you'll see at the bottom is a little YouTube icon. Right. 
the video that I saw was only the infinity wing. So what I really liked about that video was that you showed the thing that failed, which was yep, awesome. That, that's what kicked it and, for me too. And I, I yeah, I, I thought that, you know, the idea that said, you, and you made some humor about yourself, which about the, the juke that you made. Uh, I remember oh. laughing when I heard you say that. I was like, yeah, that's definitely right. He needed to make a juke to get <laughs> out of the way. And, um, just, yeah. just that whole thing, and then, and then, of course, to see, you know, unfortunately, you couldn't see more of the plane, but you just watch it whiz by the camera, like, whoa, that thing's yeah. falling. So I, I just, mm-hmm. I just want to share that. I mean, you probably got plenty of feedback on that video, but I, uh, for me, and in terms of my interest of the plane, you increased it because of that. Uh, oh, cool. Just, just from the standpoint of yeah, yeah, I think. Uh... A lot of video or, you know, a lot of people that do video work or, you know, stuff like this, they make it look really polished and um, like everything went perfectly throughout the whole process. And that's not really the nature of any type of engineering problem or modeling problem. And so, like, I'm not afraid to be a little bit self-deprecating. And so, and I was actually a little bit excited when it went that way and I caught it on camera. So if you, if you guys go watch the video and, um, you know, about six minutes in, you'll see the hilarity ensue. But um, I was excited to capture it because I just knew it would be like a funny moment and a good learning experience. Right. Not only for me, but for anybody who watches like, hey, you're going to run into problems and you got to laugh at yourself and, and just figure it out from there. Now, do you do you have uh, somewhere that you can get plans? I mean, are there plans on the Internet or something that you can kind of say, OK, look, this is this is a balsa version. I can make a 3D version. Or is this something that, you know, you just come up in your head and go, oh, I wonder if this will work. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the Infinity Wing was just totally from scratch. So that I just. Um, kind of you, know, you winged kind of it, right? You just you just did, you yeah, winged it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Very funny, Mike. Very funny. Uh-huh. Hey, man, I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, there is. Let me see. I'm, I'm looking it up online right now. But um, for scale designs, there's. I mean, there's been a lot of really good, you know, already kind of designed RC aircraft out there. And so the one I'm working on now actually was. I don't mind telling you what it is because the video is coming out in a couple weeks. But um, there's a UK site that does a lot of plans of older designs. Sure. Um, I think it's called Outer Zone. And the one of the first aerobatic airplanes I had as a kid was a Carl Goldberg Super Chipmunk. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, and it's, yeah, no longer in production. I just always thought it was a, a the plane itself is something that had a lot of character and. Yeah. Is no longer being offered as a model, and so that's that's what I'm working on next. Very cool. Yeah, well, chipmunks um, are kind of cool. I've seen a couple that uh, yeah. guys have scratch built, and they're amazing, and they fly real well. So, yeah, they fly nice, and it's a good kind of first sport or a bat for people that are um, no longer in the, the kind of trainer right. zone. So, yeah, yeah, it doesn't have any bad uh, personality to it. You know, it's uh, right. It's fairly forgiving, yeah. and you know, big mm-hmm. wing. But that'll be neat yep. to to see to see that. So we're excited to when that when that yeah, comes thanks. out. So Eric, have you made uh, yeah, any um, like um, drone parts, like um, drone frames, uh, propellers, uh, anything like that with your printers, or any other kind of RC parts? Not really. 
Uh, no, I mean, I've printed in some flexibles. So, like, the some of the other kit designs that I'm doing will have, like, the tires. You can print yourself out of oh, flexible okay. filament and stuff like that. You don't have to buy tires. You can just print them yourself. Um, I haven't done a lot of drone parts. I've heard of people printing propellers and stuff, but for bigger, you know, bigger RC aircraft, I don't know if I'd trust that quite yet. Yeah. Um, well, those I, are usually injection. They're usually injection molded for those. So I mean, yeah, and glass filled. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. Super strong. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, once you get to the point where you can design your own parts, whether it's in RC modeling or any industry, you know, any any hobby that you have, if you can design them yourself in a CAD program, that's when 3D printing really gets out of hand. Really? Yeah, sure. <laughs> where you. You know, not out of hand, but, um, you know, just the possibilities are kind of endless once you can just design totally custom things versus just okay. downloading stuff off the internet. Okay, I'm really excited about printing uh, tires now. I don't know why, <laughs> but that just it seems really interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah. Printing tires? Yeah, because you can do a 3D printed tire. Basically, talk about flexible material. You put that in your 3D printer, just print the tire out. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> He's giving us a. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, look at that. Can't see that, but it's a rubbery little grip. Yeah, it's a little grip. Yeah, that's kind of neat. It's anyway. a rubber. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, a friend of mine here was building the P thirty eight, and it's a very large P thirty eight. Yeah. And somebody told him, uh, "Hey, man, those aren't the scale tires." So he used he he got a three D printer and he printed out half of the scale tire. Oh, and then he printed out the other half of the scale tire and then he glued the two pieces together. And now he's got a full on piece of this thing weighed about 20 pounds. It, it's, it's just this big, massive tire that he used uh -huh. uh, as a, as a mold. And then he oh, okay, made cool. the mold, then he filled it full of rubber and then he made an actual rubber tire out of this 3d printed. Yeah. So when Mike was talking about printing tires, I was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. You're gonna make your own tires, but he's you actually have the rubberized stuff that you can make some of that out uh, out of. Yeah, and I mean it's it's become a pretty common material. It's still a plastic. It's just mm -hmm. a you know it's a thermoplastic that's uh, got urethane in it. So it's yeah, really flexible. And, okay, and, you can actually print the tire itself. Huh. And you can use the same printer that you're using uh, that you yeah. have, right? You don't have to use like yeah, a resin I mean, or anything. No. It's it has it's a little bit finicky versus kind of the rigid plastic. Mm. You have to print slower, and um, so it takes a little bit longer to print parts out of the flexible material. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to, to be able to <laughs> print materials with way different properties. Now, have you uh, looked at any of the metals yet, or does your machines not do those? So there is a material that these machines can do. And um, so it's basically, are you guys familiar with metal injection molding or MIM? Mm -hmm. um, so basically it's a, it's a metal powder that is binded together with right. plastic. Um, and so they, there are some materials now that basically comes as a filament. And so there's metal powder in the filament. Huh. You print out your part about 20% larger than what your target part is. And then you can send it off to a company to put it through a centering process where they basically they put it in or they put it in debind and center so they put the part in a solution that basically melts away the plastic and they put that part in an oven and it centers all the meat, the metal particles together to make a solid metal part 
seat. Yeah, I heard you could just put it in your wife's <laughs> washing machine and uh, you, you take that stuff out, then you put stick it in, it in your oven. And uh, crank it up all the way to, you know, uh, broil and uh, leave it in there for about, what, two, three hours, and you're good. Exactly. Just don't mind the smell a little bit, but your wife That's the weirdest cookie I've ever (laughs) tasted, honey. It kind of has a metallic taste. Those cookies were terrible. (laughs) Kind of bronzy. Don't make me those again. Yeah, don't make those again. (laughs) Whatever whatever recipe you use for those cookies was awful. I've been married in 20 years, so I can say that. So, <laughs> Outside of that, there are printers made specifically for, you know, printing metals and right. printing out a metal powder, and there's a laser that's fusing the metal together. Um, but those are typically several hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that, uh, I, I, I know that for a fact because uh, I was busting Jay's uh, chops on it one day when I told him that, you know, yeah. he got this crappy printer that he really needed to step uh, Actually, I was, I told him, I said, well, maybe I'll get a 3D printer. So I started looking at him and I was sending him, sending him these ads that I was like, yeah. well, maybe I'll get this one. And it was like 500,000. And then I go, no, I think I'll get this <laughs> yeah. one. And it was like 750,000. Yeah. And I go, okay, I found it. And it was like 1.1 million. And the $1.1 million <laughs> printer uh, was actually at the Ferrari factory. And oh, what they nice. use it for is uh, turbochargers. They actually print out yeah. the aluminum turbocharge. It looks like a little snail, uh, but they print out the two halves, and then they have a TIG welder that welds the pieces together, but it's all yeah, 3D awesome. printed. And, you know, of course, it's not really in mass production because it's per car, you know, and it takes, sure. you know, a week to print out this <laughs> aluminum piece. And, uh, but you know, for a million dollars, I should be able to print out my house. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're doing that in Austin. (laughs) That's what they're doing. There's a company up there that they're 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 already printing out houses. So this, this, uh, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, well, tell your kid to stay off of YouTube because uh, I just saw recently in a newscast, it's uh, some guy 3D printed his son a Ferrari or no, a Lamborghini. They did the whole Lamborghini body out of 3D parts. Yeah, it's not quite really yet. After but, that? Uh, did he wreck it? No, they. So, for at least what I saw, they they finished it. So they were just doing a replica. Yeah. Put it on some other chassis, right? They just sure. The body. Yeah. And Ferrari caught wind of it and gave him the same model, like a real one. Oh, no kidding! For the kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They gave it. That is that. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, there you go. See, it pays pays to be a YouTube yeah. sensation. <laughs> The so. 3D printing pays. It just start. I might start printing out some full scale. I don't know, F thirty five or something. Maybe Lockheed Martin. Hey, go for an airplane. <laughs> go for a full scale airplane, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a full scale. Uh, I'm gonna print it. Let's you know, give this guy a jet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's too funny. Yeah. Well, what's the largest? What's the largest project you think you could take on? Um, there's some out there already. Like, I'm not the only one 3D printing plane so mm-hmm. there's other there's other vendors out there that the largest i've seen is about a 72 inch wingspan um the chipmunk i'm working on now is a 64 inch wingspan but that is something i've been wondering about is like how big can we actually go here and so right. i may start experimenting with that i want to do a b17 at some point oh there you go um so that could get big but, um but then yeah i mean always thinking about weight and um strength for something that sure, large. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. I, I would think that that would be the, the defining factor from size perspective. Because mm-hmm. when you build something small, the plastic is, you know, kind of 
thick and dense and, and it gives you a little bit yeah. of strength. But if you're trying to save weight from a, you know, six foot wingspan, you yeah. got to have something in there, you know, aluminum tube or carbon fiber or something. And then yeah. just, you know, you're doubling the weight, doubling the, the strength. Exactly. Just, I could, I can see how that would go bad fast. Yeah. And I am like the chipmunk. I'm, I'm designing to take some carbon fiber tubes throughout the wing. Just because it's going to be an aerobat. So. Mm-hmm. Well, so my my hope is that that maybe and I I understand you can't make the the festival this year, but that you actually aim at coming to the festival next year. And yeah, that would bring, be kind of bring awesome. some of your designs. I'd get course. I'd I'd love to to see and maybe even fly if I could con you into that. Uh, fly the Infinity yeah. Wing because that's I, I just love that plane. It's a beautiful plane and uh and the fact that it's made out of three D. Although I don't know where we're gonna land it, Mike. There's no grass around there, so it's Ooh, gonna be no grass. Well, you have to put some kind of wheels on it or something. Yeah, the one that'll that'll be for sale will have a belly wheel um and a, and you know recommended to put a folding prop on it. So it can at least land it on a runway. No, yeah, that's pretty cool. Without you know scratching it up. So well, the Arizona Electric uh, Festival has uh, has grown over the last few years. We've been um, there mm-hmm. for about the last six or seven years, I think. We've been doing a podcast for the last five, I yeah. guess, uh, with the Electric okay. Festival. Uh, but they get bigger and bigger every year. And it's always neat to see um, last year a guy named Big Mike, he brought a 14-foot Cessna uh, that was all Whoa. electric. And uh, then he, then I wound up mating it for him. I don't know why, but he he's like, "Hey, you need to fly this for me." Uh, but you know, every year there there's new designs. There's guys that scratch build. There's a guy named Barrett Hawkhouse. He's got a big scratch built P thirty. What is it? P thirty six. P thirty six. Yeah, so it's the peacekeeper, oh, yeah. and he's got all the oh, you know, nice. like six engines on it, and he flew it around. And I think I don't know if he's doing it this year. Barrett, maybe Barrett makes some really awesome stuff. No yeah, question, he really does. So yeah. they're really That's impressive cool. builders, uh, you know. And of course, there's guys yeah. like me that just have the kits, but uh, you know, a lot of scratch built guys that come out here, and I think it'd be kind of neat to see something, yeah, three uh, D printed. So, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, please keep me in the loop on that, and yeah, sure. I'll definitely plan to be there next year i wish it would have worked out this year but actually it'd probably be a bit for the best because i'll have more more planes ready to go and, right right yeah so what what are the big plans uh you know for uh, obviously you're gonna you know start this website and or you have started it and then you're yeah. gonna be starting to design mm-hmm. these uh where does it go from there yeah so february like i said i'll uh, be sending out i've got a bunch of people that signed up already to um be notified when the designs are ready so the infinity wing will be ready in february and then yeah from there i'd like to have you know a new one every month or, or six weeks have a new airplane going wow. um and i want to make you know i one of the biggest things one of my goals is to make it a little easier for people to get into the hobby mm-hmm. um and the, the 3d printing world you know, the kind of 3D printing community and the RC modeling community are very similar. Like sure. We just kind of nerd out on technology and nerd out on, on our hobbies. So they're starting to kind of merge together. And so if I can come out with designs that are simpler to build, um, simpler to fly. And so I'll have a, I'd like to have a few that are kind of beginner models that people can not be too weary about 3D printing their own plane. Yeah. Um, and not be too complex and but still also look really cool. So I'm, I'm kind of dabbling with, with some ideas on 
some really unique designs that are also really simple and, and a little smaller and light and fewer pieces and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, if I can have 10 to 12, you know, different selections on the website by the end of this year. That'd be have awesome. you thought about uh, having some that were like UMX size, you know, the real tiny ones? Yeah, that would be exactly. pretty kick butt if you if you had a couple of yeah, those. That would be fun. Yeah, so if you could print it in in six parts or something instead of you know exactly. thirty parts, then that's that's kind of my idea. And then you know that's why I also want to start educate doing a video and educating people on some different material choices that are lighter and stronger and stuff like that. So um, cool. yeah, anything I can do to kind of like what Flight Test does, you know. They, they're one of their biggest missions is just to make it the hobby more accessible for right. people, and so one of my missions too is to make RC modeling through 3D printing more accessible for people. So the simpler I can make it, the better. Very cool. Well, I yeah. will tell you because I jumped into the turbine world uh, from these, you know, from yeah. our little group here, and uh, the but, one. But thing it's that... a park flyer turbine, so don't <laughs> worry about park it. Yeah, it's yeah. A park flyer turbine. Uh, this is the park flyer podcast turbine edition. Uh, exactly. But I will tell you that the one thing that you're <laughs> more than anything is uh, not being able to find a scale cockpit. That mm. just bugs me to death. Now the manufacturers okay. will make them. Uh, they they make they just mold them. You know, it's like a little seven hundred dollars. Yes, thin plastic sheet. Yes, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. They're you know they get somebody to go in there and put a bunch of dots on it so it looks like uh, you know some some gauges or whatever but it's just yeah uh, i actually had a guy that made me one and he did it out of uh a mold you know he made the he mixed up the stuff poured it in um i wasn't as happy with it as i probably should have been but um you know still it's you're spending all this money and you get something and you're just like okay that's just not gonna go in my airplane yeah. <laughs> yeah when you're spending that kind of money on it you know there's some of these guys go to top gun and a friend of mine, uh, Spencer here in Phoenix, has a resin printer as well, and he's he's redesigning mm-hmm. his entire F-16 cockpit. So he's taking pictures, right. making layers, and doing it, and it's very time-consuming. But it, it yeah. is amazing to me how, uh, and I know it is time-consuming, but it's just amazing that there's not more of those out there. I mean, at Thingiverse and all these other places, you can't find them. It's just it's yeah. ridiculous. And, and And there is a market for them, but... You know, not a not a huge market because yeah. these guys, uh, you know, only fly. Like I would only need two: one for the F fifteen and one for the you know L thirty nine. But um, you know, anyway, it's just another avenue. I think it kind of irritates me that there's not people. I guess I should get a three D printer and do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a lot. Of, I mean, the design time yeah. to do a hot cockpit, given the amount of detail that's in a cockpit. Yeah, sure. Um, if only you had uh, friends that knew how to do that yeah, stuff. If only. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> it's too bad you don't know anybody that knows how to design anything. <laughs> knows his way around a CAD program. I don't even know anybody that owns a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> considering considering uh, you know, both of my buddies have one. Actually, all you three. Really, you really have to get out more, Mike. Yeah, we, we've been yeah. wanting to talk to you about that. Exactly. So, I, I definitely don't have 12. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I have time. That's that's the problem. Anybody that's actually doing 3D printing stuff is all like, yeah, not me, Jack. I'm not the one that you need to call. So, uh, uh, Motion RC actually is starting to, uh, with most of their big models or, you know, bigger models that they've been coming out, they've been actually putting out files so that, that people can either resin print or FDM print out the uh, cockpits and stuff. Just little accessories like uh, the ladders and just you know, little neck necks all around. I, I just thought that's kind of yeah, cool as yeah. an accessory. If you want to have it, you can either go to um, 
Oh, what's yeah. the name of the site? Yeah, not like Thingiverse, but uh, if you don't have a 3D printer, you can contact the guys, you know, float them a couple of bucks, and they'll print out whatever you want. And I just think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of neat. Yeah. And there's, I mean, uh, dummy engines, like dummy cylinder Ooh, engines, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, radio yeah. engines and stuff like yeah. that. You can you can get pretty good detail on those. Um, you know, you can do a full 3D one versus just those kind of flat molded ones that typically come with kits. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the sky's the limit with 3D printing. Man. Yeah, well... It just depends on uh, if you get a million dollars, you can uh, print your own turbochargers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. But now nah, you can get into it for, I mean, Jay, you're getting into it for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I yeah. think mine cost, it was less than $200, uh, you know, to get yeah. into mine. And, and then uh, the accessories, kind of like you said, I, the accessories, I, I just keep adding. Mike got in a tote for free. Yeah, I got it for $0. Yeah, because yeah, it was they, a Bought me one, yeah, for, as a gift. <laughs> as a gift. <laughs> so I couldn't help cool. myself. Good friend. I know, right? <laughs> we are with Eric Haddad. Uh, he runs 3D Aero Ventures. Uh, he uh, built the Infinity Wing. You can catch him on YouTube uh, at his 3D Aero Ventures uh, YouTube site, or you can go to his website at 3DAeroVentures.com. Uh, learn all about uh, his designs. Unfortunately, our hour is up. Goes quick. I know fast. it goes really fast, especially when you got an interesting character like Eric. But yeah, uh, cool thing. Uh, but man, we uh, we appreciate you joining us on the Park Flyer podcast. It's always interesting to have uh, our guests and and to see how they get started. I'm glad that you were uh, in the hobby. Uh, I will tell you to yeah, you know make sure you take a, at least a little bit of time uh, and um, you know address this remote ID thing. If you haven't already commented, please do so. Uh, we are yeah. getting on our our facebook page we have a park flyer podcast listeners group and uh people have been commenting on there as well as some other ones uh some other groups that uh have been saying you know hey we we are running out of time we're down to about 30 days Uh, it ends on march 2nd so uh for you especially uh you know it'll affect the business so it's something that you need to say hey look you know this is a huge deal for me and my business could you know totally go away if uh if this gets uh, put into play so yeah exactly um, uh, just recently, uh, just a real quick note, recently the extension that the AMA had uh, put out there did get denied. Uh, so we don't, we only have until March 2nd. So yeah. please get it out there. Uh, Eric, it is amazing the things that you do. I, I love the fact that you have a 3D printing store right behind you in your office. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, and you're very organized, I can tell. And those boxes are probably each. Yeah, it does not look and, like the back uh, of our yeah. backdrops of our two uh, no. little squares. No, you can see my <laughs> pile of junk and my pile of here. planes back there. Yeah. These are, these are, yeah. uh, that's 3D printed stuff that I was painting. So that's why it's oh, back nice. there. So <laughs> I, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing a little foam build. It's just all sitting back there. Otherwise. Uh, my desk has gotten all out of hand. I got to clean it off before the guys get here. So, well, guys, uh, cool. you're going to be here and uh, we're going to go out to the electric festival. It's uh, this, um, what will be there Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's right. And, um, yep. If you were out at the electric festival and uh, you want to stop by the, uh, the booth and say hello, uh, we all, sh- all three of us should be there. So it's going to be an exciting yeah, time. We should be matching and, uh, too. So either we'll be yellow or blue, right? Yeah, that's true. 
or blue yeah yellow or blue probably yeah, blue. i don't think i'll be yellow wearing yellow anymore after what happened to me in north carolina <laughs> oh that's funny yeah the bugs oh. loved you uh, yeah, you guys have Mark Flyer podcast hat. Yeah, we have. Uh, you know what? We don't have any hats. I, I've been looking for some hats. Yeah, we just have T-shirts. Done, we did. We had T-shirts yeah. last year that we gave out, but I think this year we kind of got caught up in some other stuff, and I didn't get them ordered in yeah, time. Yeah. So, uh, but we did get some out. I, I, I will tell you though that uh, I have gotten several emails and phone calls that we uh, are having several guests come by to see us. So, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to spoil the surprise, but several people have said, hey, we're going to be there. Uh, so we're looking forward to some of our listeners coming over and uh, coming from out of town and, uh, and saying hey and hanging out with us for the weekend. So uh, next year, Eric, you're welcome to come out and hang with us this too. I think it would yeah, be fantastic to have you out there. Year. Well, it was kind of short notice for you, so <laughs> considering it's yeah. just in a few days. So, but yeah. we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, please stay in touch with us. Um, you can get, you know, obviously you have all of our information, so you can get with us. Yeah. Uh, if you are interested in 3D printing or some of the, his designs, once again, you can go to 3DAeroVentures.com. Uh, get a hold of Eric, and I'm sure he will be more than happy to direct you to where you need to go. Yeah, thanks, guys, and let's do it again sometime. I'd love to be on the show again anytime. Yeah, do absolutely. It. You're welcome anytime. We, yeah. we love having guys on. And it's a uh, matter of fact, I got an email or two from Tim Walker, so we need to have him on too because he was a pretty funny guy. Uh, he's uh, uh, he, he used to host the Angle of Attack podcast, and so when they kind of shut down, we had him on and uh, for a Christmas episode. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard him on some of past episodes. Yeah, so we, uh, we're excited. Well, uh, that does it for this week, I guess. And uh, we're going to be uh, busy flying this whole weekend. But, uh, Mike, you got your uh, flights coming in. And uh, Jay, I think he's got his flights. Go. So uh, I guess we'll see you in a day or The fundraiser will fly again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to be flying my fundraiser, which is like the first time I've flown it since you left. I think I got it all situated and then I didn't fly it again. So. Too bad, the, too bad the props would strike each other. You could fly them, you know, like belly to belly and toss them up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. But, but you know, you're going to be a big old accident that way. Man. <laughs> well, everybody's there for an accident. So. Well, for uh, Michael here in Arizona. And Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.